Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Star Wars Talk edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. We're here with um, one of our two resident Star Wars experts, uh, Spicy Szechuan. Catch him on Twitch. Um, just uh, search Spicy Szechuan and come up. Uh, we don't. Josh is um, AFK right now. Uh, we assume he's <laughs> sleeping. Um, getting ready for work. He works the night shift. So uh, we're going to continue venturing in the era of the old Republic and talking about the Sith emperor and just dive doing a deep dive on him. So spicy, take it away. Uh, thanks Gus. So yeah. Uh, like what we talked about last time, how I remember we were hinting kind of about how the emperor played a ridiculous, uh, huge role in the entire uh, universe that is the Old Republic, uh, which makes, I remember saying last time, makes Palpatine look like a bit of a joke in terms of what the Emperor, you know, could accomplish. So getting right uh, into it, the guy is known as Vishit, Darth Vishit, and that's going to be the name I'm going to be referring to uh, for a while. Uh, He'll he'll come up with multiple names because, you know, if he's a big bad Emperor, he's going to have multiple names. Mm -hmm. But... If we're to put a number to how old the man is, or the emperor is, the best way, apparently he's about, I want to say, 1,500 years old, give or take. <laughs> Roughly 15, yeah. Give or take. Years. Give <laughs> or take. Give or take. And so, we'll, we'll start from the get-go. So what we know of the emperor is initially, and you'll question me this, but... Initially, he was a Sith pureblood. So those are the... Uh, just just to give a background, uh, the Sith actually was a species. Forget mm-hmm. about the whole, like, oh, they're the evil Jedi or whatever, everything like that. They right. actually were a species that, you know, became extinct later on, but... And we, we actually covered that one time, I think maybe before you were you jumped on episodes mm-hmm. where we talked about the, or cause I asked about the origins of the Jedi and the Sith. I was like, how right. does this all even get started? Right. And so we, um, I can put the link to that episode in the description for those listeners who maybe didn't hear that episode. And we hit on the fact that the Sith are a species, not just a, um, a, a way. A way uh, yeah, yeah. A way of life or I don't know. Not just that, like a, I don't know what to call it. An order. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best way to describe a Sith is imagine Davy Jones without the octopus, the back of the octopus head, but with the, the the tentacles, not as many tentacles, and then they're just red. That's the best way to describe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and obviously they're very much one with you know the dark side of the force, and you know all their planets that they live on are in tune with the dark side of the force. But in any case, so Vishit was a Sith pure blood, so he was born to the son of this. Uh, ruler of this world. It's, it's called Madrius. And so he was born to the son. He was an illegitimate son to the Lord named uh, Dramath or Dramath or however you want to call it. And a uh, poor farmer woman. So, you know, it's one of those illegitimate, like, oh, the scandals of the planet. Mm. Um, and bastard then, sons. Always bastard son. They always go to do big yeah. things. Let's, let's, let's start. Imagine like a really evil version of Jon Snow and you'll see what I mean. Uh-huh. So, so it was said that the man's eyes were said to be as black as the void of space. And even as an infant, he showed absolutely zero emotion, never cried. Even when he was, you know, coming out of his mother's slip and slide. Animals That's... avoided him. <laughs> yeah, his voice was powerful. And around the age of six, because that's usually around the age where 
a force sensitive you know person starts to exhibit you know well the uh the ability with the force mm-hmm. and that's why like you know if you have like jedi padawans and younglings they're always incredibly young right because you know at, at a certain age it they, they can't be you know trained anymore to use their powers uh efficiently so like anakin skywalker was like the one exception right that he's like the one exception but in any right. case so around the age of six he begins to show signs with the force which raises the suspicions of uh his stepfather um because he nor his wife were force sensitive so stepfather you know in in in, in anger confronts his uh his wife about like hey like what the hell like what what, why is our kid force sensitive? And you know, she cracked under the pressure and admitted that, yeah, I had an affair with like the the the, the head honcho of the uh, of the planet. Uh, so this is where things get ugly. So immediately, Vishit, uh, or actually, I should also preface it. His or original name was Tenebrae, mm-hmm. but for for we're gonna we're gonna stick with Vishit because it's only. It's his first name, and they don't really use it that much. So Vishit uh, kills his stepfather by uh, snapping his neck with his telekinetically. So not even forced choke. He just like he just like yeah. Croak, was it was it a was it pro, was it like an an argument type situation? Was he like trying to come after? Yeah, imagine mother? like a husband and wife, like you know, bad marriage. Like they're just arguing uh-huh. each other, and the little kids like watching. Uh-huh. Instead of the little kid like just crying, the little kid snaps the dad's right so instead of like baby yoda being cute and protective it's like the polar opposite of that no this is like the antichrist yeah (laughs) yeah this is like the antichrist okay so so you think right like after killing his uh dad with you know his mind and snapping his neck or his stepfather and he was six yeah he was six and uh that he would be you know more i guess what's the word uh, acceptive or not acceptive? Accepting, uh, more can just 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 nice towards his mother. I, I can't think of the terminology right now. Just like you know, favors his mother. Uh-huh. But because she cracked, this shit was like, all right, let me pull some fucking the shining on you. We're putting we're so he he tortures her for months. So locks her in the basement, tortures her for months with the force, and then. You know, kills her after a couple months uh, for betraying the family. Oh, so he uh, went full blown on. He went, on her, yeah, yeah. From, but from in age a twisted six, way. From age six, this guy was already a, like a, a serial killer. Yeah, and I love, I, I love when they play that that like twisted honor code thing. Like you betrayed the family. It's like you're yeah. the product of that betrayed family. Exactly. So like, it's it's almost. You know what it makes you think of? It makes me think of. Um, the black white supremacist bit from the Chappelle show, like, oh yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking. That's about. That's basically mm-hmm. what that line of reasoning mm-hmm. is like. Is like he's he's sitting there screaming about how he hates black people, but he himself is black, and it's like, mm. right, right, okay. But wow. Yeah. So after killing his mother, he's like, all right, let me just start to subjugate and put everyone else in my village under you know my spell under my power and just and, like, take control um, of the entire fucking village. Okay, so does his uh, biological father have any idea of his exist outside of the fact that like he knew he knows he he exists, but like does he in tune? So to any of this? so during the next four years, 
you know, ten, uh, Vishit is mm -hmm. just growing power in terms of getting more villagers and more villages and everything like that, getting a lot of followers. Okay. Is his fa his biological father, uh, Lord Dramath, Dramath, uh, during this entire time has heard rumors that he has an illegitimate son. But because this occurred and basically, like, the northern hemisphere, it's basically the equivalent of like, Antarctica. Oh. This shit was, like, so isolated that, you know, on top of that, and he just didn't remember that he, you know, uh, had an affair with a, a farmer woman. He, the, the, the Sith Lord didn't, like, Jammoth didn't even think twice of it, right? It's just like a... Right. It's just Average Tuesday, whatever. Right. So, when when Vishit is now 10, Dramath decides to go investigate. Okay. Um, and so, he finds his son. And it's like, oh, okay, well, so, you figure out, like, okay, should I kill him because he's too big of a threat? Or mm -hmm. should I have him serve me? And Vishit's just like, uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no. So, what happens is he kind of, like, well, let me ask you, Gus, have you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah, we binged it before it came on Netflix. Netflix, I got it for mm. my wife for Christmas, and so we we like watched it over the course of like a month or two. So yeah, okay. we're, we're, it's so, pretty fresh. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, spoiler alert right now for everyone who hasn't watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, go watch it's, it because it's a fantastic. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. So you know how uh, Aang can like basically strip someone of their bending. Yeah, yeah. So same thing. So so Vishit strips his father of the ability to use the force <laughs> hold on and then what? and that makes him go insane um oh my god yeah so basically, by the way this is a sith lord this ain't no this ain't no you know puppy so yeah uh strips his father um and then drove him insane before killing him so just broke his mind you know killed him too at this point he's basically taken over the entire planet Mm -hmm. At the at the age of of ten, so he has like, wow. and then obviously like every one of his subjects aren't there are no pushovers uh, pushovers either, right? They're all powerful with the force. He's got plenty of Sith lords now under his retinue, so he very much is now a I, you know, we we would probably give him the title of Darth because back then for the old Republic titles were given just like crazily. Okay, you weren't. Just like, you know, the Darth, like, it's not like Darth Sidious or Darth Vader where mm -hmm. you kind of just give yourself the uh, the moniker, right? Yeah, Titles gotcha. back then were, 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 like, honored, bestowed upon you. Kind of like, you know, let's say England and, like, knighthood and something like that. Same thing. Mm -hmm. okay. but at this point, basically, he's already a Darth. We're not even going to get... So, so, so after he conquers his planet, he says, okay, let's go to the Sith Empire's homeworld, known as Zyost. And then he came before Marco Ragnos, who was the previous Sith Emperor. This is this is the head honcho, Marco Ragnos, who, if we're talking about, you know, Sith Lords of Note, he's he's gonna be like uh he's on the the Mount Rushmore of, of Sith Emperors. Okay, okay. He'd be, he'd be on there. And he's distinctively known for like his best way to describe it, it's kind of like um it's the helmet with two gigantically ridiculously huge horns and you know I'll, I'll send you a picture of him okay uh, Gus right now it's God. <laughs> it's actually really ridiculous when you're looking like why how the hell does this man have that big of a like how how can he even move yeah like how do you function right yeah exactly it's like you look 
on the left on the left hand side the the, the apparition that's what him. the heck you don't yeah it's just like a well what the hell is that thing so that's that's, that's a because that's, i can helmet mm-hmm. that's the equivalent of a of owning like a a lamborghini or bugatti that's a because i can car mm-hmm. so at this point you know he goes before he's so uh Vishit is at the age of 13 and goes before the current ruler of the sith and uh, Ra- Ra- Marco Ragnos recognizes the power that you know mm-hmm. this guy has, gives him the title of Sith Lord. So Lord Vishit, boom. That's how he gets his Sith name, Lord Vishit. It's from Rock- uh, Marco Ragnos. Okay. So in, in that time, Vishit starts building everything, builds a palace for himself, uh, rules the planet for a hundred years, and also continues to learn more about the dark side of the Force and everything like that. While that's going on, he's getting a lot more Yun Sith and, and followers, uh, and he basically teaches them to not not let their emotions flow. Because the whole point of the dark side of Sith is, you know, letting your emotions flow, letting them control you, and, and dictate your actions, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the Sith code is, uh, if passion. you actually read it, yeah. Like, peace is a lie, there's only passion. Yeah, passion I gain strength through strength I gain power through power I gain victory through victory my chains are broken. So this shit, however, comes up with this new philosophy of yeah, let's restrain our emotions and draw out our inner anger in order to increase their power. So imagine a evil version of the Jedi. That's not the Sith. We're talking like just the same philosophy of the Jedi, but they're evil, and that's right. basically what Vishit's going for. So wow. we're talking. This is a new form of. A Sith philosophy that we hadn't really seen thus far. But, okay. So about a hundred years later, Marco Ragnos dies. How he dies is up for debate. It, it either he he dies from a duel or he, you know, just passes away. It's not incredibly clear. I just at some point he's he just he just dies. Um. So. What happens then is kind of a uh, a gap of power, right? Because now all of a sudden you have the seat of the Dark Lord of the Sith left empty, right? Who's going to be number mm-hmm. one? And so you have a bunch of other very powerful Sith who are, you know, known across the galaxy, basically also on the Mount Rushmore of, you know, the Sith, uh, vying for that number one throne. So you got guys like uh, Naga Sadao, who, again, if we're talking about ridiculous Sith outfits... He's up there, uh, and then I will show you what I mean. This is another one of a uh, because of because I can type of outfits where there uh, there is no combat benefit to that. It's just it just looks ridiculous. It's just pure. Uh, yep, uh, heavy as hell and um, very soft metal. Good job. Yep, yep, and that is so. That's one of the big bad honchos who's you know fighting for the throne. But in the meantime. Mm-hmm. This shit is making he, he's he's lurking in the shadows. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to fight fight for that throne because in the entire during this entire time, the Republic is also you know attacking the Sith Empire. Yeah. So you have you know your leader's dead from one way or another. You got your enemy is like you know batting down the the doors as it were, and you know the Sith are kind of caught with the pants down onto what to do. Uh, so. During the Empire's defeat, because they got they got beat, right? They got absolutely beat. Mm-hmm. During the defeat, above the holy tomb world of Korriban, so that's 
Corban is basically this is basically the uh what's the what, what, what's the tomb of the unknown soldier the uh what's that graveyard site located in called in the oh arlington so, national cemetery yeah exactly imagine arlington mm-hmm. as, a, as a planet an entire planet is, is just arlington Jeez. and that's basically where all the powerful sith go to get buried and 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 honored and everything like that tombs that are you know bigger than egyptian t- uh pyramids are erected stuff like that so Vicious there, and he's learning from all the you know the Sith ghosts and everything like that, and, and the spirits, and he just keeps growing in power. No one else knows that this is happening because Vicious kind of like he's just kind of gone into hiding through just just to increase his power. Okay, so in this time, what Vicious is ultimately going for is eternal life. Mm. He doesn't want to die. And so what happens is he uh, begins to call for this ritual and asks for the help of the other Sith Lords. And he's saying, okay, guys, look, with this ritual that will take 10 days, it will unleash the full power of the dark side upon their enemies. You know, more power than beyond their wildest dreams. So they start to work on this ritual. 10 days. 8,000 Sith answered the call for this ritual. Oh my gosh. 8,000. That's how many. Yeah, uh, so it turns out Vishid wasn't lying. But he he uh, he dominated all 8,000 Sith of their minds, bound their wills to his, put them under a spell. And <laughs> at the end of the ritual, all 8,000 Sith die their life force given to vishit so um, within 10 days vishit gets the power of 8000 sith lords their life force and everything like that not only that it also wipes out the entire planet of nathema where that's where they are doing this uh mm-hmm. this ritual of life we're talking planetary extinction in 10 days uh and and not of like a, the planet like blew apart you know it's just yeah. like Everything turned gray. All the trees just disintegrate. Everything that, and it's it kind of division. Wow! So he just basically like sucked out the entire life force from the planet. So now it's desolate. Exactly. It it was so barren that he sucked the very presence of the force, the of, of from the planet. So for you know centuries after, if someone were to visit Nathamo, there was a distinct sense of dread because there wasn't there wasn't the force right. The force that was what like. Everyone's saying, well, you know, the force is all around us. It binds us, mm-hmm. and, you know, controls us and everything like that. Yeah, that's gone from that planet. And it's inside Vision now. So as a result, he's gained immortality. He is now immortal. And at that point, he gets rid of his identity of Vision, and he is now the emperor. Fair so, enough. And, self, and, self-declared and emperor. I was going to say, and how did that go over with the other Siths? <laughs> so what happens is he goes back to... <laughs> Goes back to Korriban, which, uh, you know, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we said, the graveyard. And he's like, all right, guys, look, I'm the emperor. I got stupid power now, and y'all can feel it. Join me, and we are going to, we're going to, uh, I will guide you guys to a, 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 a better land, a better future, away from the Jedi and from the Republic and everything like that. So that's what happens. He, le- he leads an, an, an exodus 
from every single one of the Sith worlds to uh, this planet known as Droman Kos, and that is basically uh, just you know the, the 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 Sith capital. It's the Sith equivalent of Coruscant. Okay, the Empire equivalent of Coruscant. It's Droman Kos. So he leads them there after basically I think it was a bunch of blind hyperspace jumps. So people are always talking about, like, oh, hey, make the jump to hyperspace. Imagine having no destination locked on, and you're just, okay, let's just go. Let's keep going, keep going. So imagine a bunch of that for 20 years. It takes them 20 oh years my... to find drum costs. Oh, my years gosh. 20 years just in space. They're just jumping consistently. And in these 20 years, the Sith are obviously becoming more dependent upon Vishit or you know the Emperor because you know, he, he only he knows where they're going, kind of, sort of. Then really, he just does that. So when they ride on Drum and Cost, he's like, all right, boom, new emperor or new new empire, a new Sith empire, one that will soon take their revenge on the Republic and everything like that. At this point, the people of the empire have come to see the emperor as a god. We're talking World War II Japanese emperor level of holy god. Gotcha. That fanatic. Um, so then the emperor starts laying down the foundations of the empire. He creates the Dark Council which is the opposite of the Jedi Council. There's always mm-hmm. a yin-yang sort of thing, right? So Dark Council happens, 12 Sith Lords, each one uh, holding a high level of a, of a governing body for the Empire. So, like, one one uh, Sith Lord could be known as the, uh, the Sith Lord who's in charge of, like, warfare, right? The sphere of warfare. So it's like, like a like president a- and his cabinet, right? Like Exactly, you have- exactly. You got your secretary of defense, your secretary of whatever, you know? Yeah, of, like, fucking money. You got one for defense, you got one for science. Basically like that. Twelve guys, all right? Okay. And also in the meantime, he also creates this, uh, it's kind of like, I guess the best way to put it would be, like, uh, the Secret Service. Uh Uh-huh. So he creates, basically, two major, uh, I guess, positions. One's known as the Voice of the Emperor. So the voice of the emperor. The whole point of the voice of the emperor is he establishes a like a psychic link with the emperor, to mm-hmm. where the emperor can take over his body and his conscience and talk, and talk through him. So it's this like way, mouth. he doesn't. Yeah, the mouth. Exactly the mouth, like 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 you know, Lord of the Rings, like the mouth, mouth of, Sauron. of Sauron. If you yes, haven't seen the extended exactly. edition and you don't know what we're talking about, get your life right and go check them out. And I'm not saying just the clip. Watch all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, that's personal no, plug there. You're good. That's that's that, that's fan. No, I mean that's a perfect way to to draw an analogy to it. Okay, is, cool. Yeah. So in this time, he's basically formed a new identity because he's basically using this 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 body, this host as the as his new body, so that he doesn't reveal his actual true, you know, form and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first uh, position. The second position is known as the hand of the emperor. Okay. That's just the that's just the will. That's just like the all right. Hey, I you represent me. Where you go, you know, you hold, you know, the power of of my presence and my, you know, power and everything like that. Go execute my will. Oh, wow. This is the if you see him on the battlefield, you're fucked. If you <laughs> if you if you hear that he's coming, you run. Or mm-hmm. you mean you don't run because you already you you just give up because you know that he's at you like, yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, quick question on on these mm-hmm. two guys. Yeah. Sorry if there was more and I interrupted. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, But are these like specifically powerful people that he chooses or is these more or less like disposable cameras? Like 
if something happens to one of them, which it shouldn't because he's controlling them, but is it just kind of like a throwaway person? Think of them as both. Okay. They're incredibly powerful in their own right, mm-hmm. but not in compared to him. And right. especially for the voice, well, you know, it, it it's not easy to just replace the voice, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a while to find the next, you know, a suitable host and everything that can, you know, house the power of the emperor in their body and 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 not fucking blow apart. So right. it's really so hard have for the to voice be, to happen. So they have to be like pretty powerful to begin with oh yeah to even be able to harness the power kind of right. like you have to you know infinity stones you got to wield exactly. the exactly like you have to have a certain level of just mm-hmm. like power to even mess with them okay right okay but from the yeah. emperor's point of view they're just pawns oh yeah. one dies i don't give a f- next <laughs> you know everything like that the hand's a little bit different the hand isn't controlled by the emperor he just executes his will Gotcha. You know, so it's not like the emperor is like mind controlling them. Mm-hmm. They're very much, they very much have a, you know, sense of free will and everything like that. They just are his number one lackey, the right hand mm-hmm. man. That's, that's the way you look at it. Uh, and then he also has 12 servants and their whole point is just to, uh, he, he just draws upon their power to sustain his life. They're, they're just like human batteries. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They're just human batteries. It's to the point to where a lot of these servants, and they're, they're no servants, right? So servant one through 12. A lot of these servants, because of how frequently the emperor will drop on their power to sustain his own life, which is not the only way he sustains his life, but that's like the, he doesn't want to do anything. And just like, I can casually just, 100 years goes by, I'll just, you know, eat, you know, just suck out the life from one of you guys. But <laughs> it, it's so powerful, this, you know, life draining ability that like they go insane slowly because of it, because it's so painful. Oh, it hurts. Okay. Oh, it hurts. So oh, it hurts. So, is there any way to quantify how long those eight thousand lives and the planet extended his life? Then, or is it just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's is it almost like a drug where it's like, look, he, he took a big hit, yeah, and it gave him some time, but he always needs to continually be finding a source to draw from. Um. So this is this. So this is interesting. So initially. We're going to go with the latter. It was established uh-huh. that the Emperor needs a constant source to draw power from. Kind of like Warhammer 40k. Uh, you know, the Emperor from Warhammer 40k needs to constantly mm-hmm. be fed more, you know, human souls or yep. human souls just to keep up the battery and keep up the life. Initially, that's what it was thought. That's what the Empire was believing initially. Mm-hmm. Turns out, Visha doesn't need to do that. He just likes to. Oh, oh. He's that evil. He's so evil that the evil people find him evil. You know? It's like man. Yeah. Then this is again. So basically, we talk about how, like, okay, in the movies, Palpatine established one of the greatest schemes of all time, right? He Mm -hmm. basically wiped away the Jedi. He he, on the face of the fucking earth, he got rid of the Jedi. But that took you know a couple decades, and and you know, Palpatine was defeated like not too not too long after. Only last didn't even last a century. Didn't even last a century. This shit doesn't care about wiping out the Jedi because he isn't, I guess, excited by the idea. It's not a threat. It's not a threat. They're just playthings. They're 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 chess pieces on the chessboard. Same with the Sith Empire. He doesn't give two fucks about either. Really, he really doesn't. And you'll learn that you know soon after is that he. Th- this is all part of. 
just like uh basically what how, how do i describe it it's like he's in a waiting room waiting to like you know have the doors be open to unlock even more power and you know he's just idly reading a magazine you know just playing with stuff just for his whims and everything like that that's what's going on so his yeah, only I motivation mean, is the next power tier basically exactly Which, really he's I like mean, the ultimate hermit yeah, I mean, it kind of fits the bill too, based on what we already know about him with his parents, and then, and then, <laughs> just everything. It's very clear, like he cares about his own personal power so much, and now has become so powerful that it's like I don't need to mess with these things, like all these trivial little things, because mm-hmm. I'm just looking for this next power level. Exactly. Yeah, and so let so. Over the next couple, you know, next next couple centuries, we'll just go over the stuff that he just does in in a you know list fashion. Uh, so, huh, uh, he basically so during his reign, Sith six Sith lords specifically, uh, basically create this sort of form of battle meditation, which, put it lightly, is basically the art of using the Force to inspire others in battle right battle meditation is kind of like oh. the ultimate buff you know uh plenty of jedi have done it and during the clone wars like yoda's been yoda's like the, the most notable and 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 plenty of others have done that Sith sith lords have done this battle meditation but rather than inspiring others it induces fear in others oh it puts up the ultimate the, just the ultimate dread the ultimate you know form of reduced morale debuff upon you know whoever they choose so these six sith lords go to the emperor and just like hey this is our findings so he confers the title of dreadmaster upon each of these six and they become sort of his go-to advisors his his prophets as you will these six become like you know the the oracles i guess would be the way to describe it the oracles of the sith emperor they 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 are his closest you know, non-servant, but still servant, you know, com- companions, to put it lightly. So, and in this meantime, Vishit is continuing his, his, you know, his, his dark, dark side sciences and, and, and experiments and everything like that, cruel experiments. And he creates this, or one such experiment he creates is called the Ravager. And what it does, it consumes the victim's minds, basically kind of turns them into jello for like their their brains and whatnot forces them to reveal their greatest darkest deepest secrets as they die so powerful that not a single member on the dark council you know his governing body can withstand it oh man so not only the point that even the emperor locks it away because this is like all right uh this is going to be of no use to me if the person dies at the end of using it yeah there's no point. He's like, okay, well, there's actually no point. Even he realizes it. So he's like, all right, let's lock it away. And obviously, you know, all these items will, and all these, like, little tidbits of lore, they're found through the video game, the MMO, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic, mm-hmm. which, you know, people can play online, and they can, like, interact with such stuff themselves. Like, all this stuff, it's very much in an in-game lore that is given to us and everything like that. Um, But yeah, so, going back to what uh, Vishit promised, you know, the Empire. He said, I promise that I will destroy the Republic. Because that, you know, you know, for, for centuries, our people have been 
you know, suppressed and defeated and, 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 you know, humiliated by the Republic. It's time to fight back. So during this time, uh, a lot of Dark Counselors are starting to get a little bit restless because they're just like, when is he going to do something? When is he going to do something? Like, we need to, like, act now or else, you know, the Empire is going to, or the Republic's just going to keep growing stronger. You know, Vishit may no longer see, uh, remember the true goal of this Sith Empire, yada, yada, yada. So they go to they go to implore to uh, Vishit saying, "Hey, please, you know, let's let's go take out the Emp- uh, the Republic like we said." He says, "Okay, yeah, sure, finally, like we'll we'll go do something." So he recruits the Mandalorians. Mandalore the Ultimate. We talked about the Mandalorians the last time. He goes yep. and recruits the Mandalorians. He starts the Mandalorian Wars. It's at his mark that he starts the Mandalorian Wars. He gets involved with battles against Revan. Darth Revan and Darth Malak. Uh, we talked about Revan, obviously, the last time. And, you know, obviously it doesn't go well for them, right? Because they become Sith Sith Lords and in their own right. Darth, or Darth Lords in their own right. And go and execute as well. At no point does he feel threatened. This is all just like a, eh. Right? Like, okay, well, it's two more exceptionally, <laughs> you know, unusual people to, for me to just use and, and, and whatnot. Um, so that is going on, and then that's basically where the whole like, oh, we talked about Knights of the Old Republic stuff mm-hmm. like that happens, uh, yada yada yada. So we'll skip past that because we got we went over it. So at this point, this is after Revan seemingly defeated uh, the Sith Emperor, seemingly, but we all know, like, okay, <laughs> beat like maybe like one one body. Right, like, or mm-hmm. one something. Really, the Emperor is just off galaxies away, just like biding his time, doing something. So that's what happens. So Revan, at this point, um, is able to actually find a unusual ally to go fight the Emperor in his actual body. And the unusual ally is the Emperor's Wrath, who is the Hand of the Emperor. So this, he manages to find an unlikely ally in his right-hand guy. Hmm. So with him, with Revan, and with the protagonist of the second game of Knights of the Old Republic, they go and try to face the Emperor. And Gus, I think you can imagine how that went. Probably not well. Not well at all. No. No. Uh, the protagonist from Knights of the Old Republic 2 dies immediately. <laughs> uh, Revan is incarcerated in the worst, <laughs> in the worst prison imaginable. That was the Maelstrom Nebula. It's a ne- he got imprisoned in a nebula, and oh, an, and in all it, it keeps mo- it moves. It, it it is just a, it's a fucking part of the galaxy that just continuously moves. He's locked in the middle of it. It's unchartable. You, you can't find it through like conventional means on a on a star chart. Locked him away in like a bajillion. Imagine like the Darth Vader's like um what is it that 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 chamber that he always like mm-hmm. used to hide in yeah like that times like a hundred is where oh like Revan's locked in and obviously there's a bunch of evil dark side you, you know you, you can guess it's bad he's locked in there and then um his right hand man <laughs> uh seeing that like well you know this this whole uprooting the emperor thing uh, that that's a bunch of malarkey and I got no hope just on a one v one goes back to serving the emperor. 
And that bird doesn't punish him. Because it's like, well, eh, I mean, you can't kill me. I can't, and then, like, you know, it's kind of a waste to kill you. So, like, yeah, sure, we'll just, we'll just keep going. Uh, <laughs> so, basically, Revan failed. And we don't hear from him for, like, a, uh, 200 years. And then what happens is, after those 200 years, Emperor's like, all right, <laughs> new attack on the Empire, or on the, uh, on the Old Republic. Or on, on the Republic, sorry. And that's what happens with the uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO. is like, oh, hey, Empire's returned again. Uh, Coruscant sacked. You know, Jedi Council's killed. The Chancellor of uh, the uh, Republic is killed. Uh, you know, the Empire forces the Republic into meeting their demands, and, you know, they'll spare the, the Republic. That's what happens um, in this entire time though vision isn't set on trying to wipe out the republic and at this point he doesn't care about the empire either all he's doing is just making give, giving everyone else like stuff to do tasks to do while he is continuing to explore the powers of immortality and he finally finds a way to where he no longer has to draw upon power from his servants and from everything like that, where he can just transfer his entire life essence into another body, into another okay. consciousness. And we're talking so, outside of like the Emperor's voice, which is mm-hmm. like temporarily, this is permanent. Oh, man. So how deep is, do, is there, is there a, a number of like how, how many years deep we are now at this point? We're or is that hard to about, track? We're we're about we're close to his death. We're close to oh. so th- this is basically I'd say four. Uh, he's probably about like fourteen, not thirteen hundred. It's like thirteen hundred. Oh, okay. we're, we're about like two hundred years prior, hundred years give or take. So we're he's deep. Old. He's yeah. old. And yeah, and so what happens at this point is, so he now has successfully found the way to just like all right, look, if. It were happened that my physical form were to be destroyed, I can just go live on a new body. And so what happens is um, he's basically at this point gone so so bored of this galaxy that he's in, with this the Sith Empire and the, and the, and the Republic <laughs> fighting constantly and everything like that. It's like, all right, what can I do? Let me willingly get killed by an assassination attempt by uh, a group of Jedi that have infiltrated my plan and they've gone to go try to let me willingly get uh you know my body destroyed by them because they'll think we, we we destroy the Emperor. Right? They'll think, okay, Emperor's assassinated. No worries, you know, I don't have to ever just sort of worry about any sort of uh just annoyances that can stop me from my progression. In that time, he, he uh, goes and uh, takes control and, you know, transfers his essence to a poor soul on the other fucking side of a different LC. Where, you know, within apparently the span of, like, a couple months, he's now in a new entire... You know, the, the, the drawing board is just cleaned, right? Clean slate. Mm-hmm. Let's start over. So, he hears during this time, you know, through hearsay and everything, okay, there's apparently rumors of 
this fleet of unstoppable warships that are operated by sentient droids. It's got think of like the Matrix. We're starting to get into like sort of like a little bit of a, of a Matrix thing going here. Okay. Or like Battlestar Galactica or something like that. We're like, all right, there's, it's known as the Eternal Fleet. Mm-hmm. And it is led by a ship that is known as the Gravestone, and it is so powerful that it alone could take on the entire Sith Empire fleet or the the entire Republic fleet and go toe to toe. And that's just the lead ships. The rest of the the rest of the fleet obviously can just wipe out, you know, the entire uh, the entire fleets and whatnot. So in this time, this shit is starting to create a new empire. It's known as the Eternal Empire. Really, this is the empire that he envisions for himself. Not the Sith Empire, because the Sith Empire, they got their own you know, philosophies, and he doesn't give two shits about it. It's not who he identifies himself as, right? That's yeah. not, he's not Sith, not Jedi. He's just the Emperor. He's the true evil. Uh, and while he's creating this you know, uh, Eternal Empire, he's siphoning funds from the Sith Empire. So while they're the, the both, you know, the Republic and Empire are at war, he's taking money from them on top of, you know, just constantly getting more power and funding it into his new empire. Now, do people know? So people don't know that this is him. No, not at, no, not at this specific moment. No, they they think that their assassination attempt is successful. Idiots was the successful. Sith Empire was like, we just lost our emperor. What the fuck? All we right. don't have an emperor. Throw okay. back to when Marco Ragnos died. What the fuck do we do? <laughs> Sith Empire is losing, and then the Republic's just like, well, all we got to do is wipe out the the remainder, right? Mm. Uh, so in this time, Vishit's just just creating, you know, this new empire in in, in the background. Pausing here, uh, at this point, it is probably best to tell people now that the Republic through some fucking weird means, uh, has managed to locate the prison for Revan. And this is incredibly important. Revan is incredibly important here. Okay. So they find Revan. After after being locked away for a couple centuries, he hadn't aged a day. Looks exactly like Keanu Reeves does currently. <laughs> Not, hadn't really even aged. Free him. You know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we have Revan. We have the the, the guy that challenged the Emperor, and, you know, he, he he's the Anakin Skywalker of the Old Republic, basically. Right, it's like okay, we got him back, and he's he's on the light side, right? He's like he's on the good side, and at this point, they're like, okay, Revan, you know, for the Republic, we need to we need to get rid of the Sith Empire. Revan's like, okay, yeah, sure. Goes off and uh, starts creating these assassin droids that he's kind of known for, like having as like compatriots and everything like that. So he's building his own little army to help the Republic wipe out the uh, the remainders of the Empire, uh, and he dies. Because the Empire, you know, stops him and he, he dies. But then he doesn't actually die because it's, you know, bullshit to assume that someone truly dies, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, without definitive proof. So he dies, but he actually doesn't die. Um, And he gets revived later on to become evil once more. Uh, And I don't... It, it's really hard to describe... This is where kind of like the writing kind of falters, where it just gets like, okay, this actually makes no sense, and the writing's kind of shitty. Mm. But the best way to describe it is Revan during his time as a Darth Lord or a Sith Lord initially, right? The first time, 
was at one point possessed by the Emperor. It got to the point where his body split into two on a spiritual level. His dark side and his light side form. The light side form was the one that everyone knew as, you know, um, oh, hey, he was locked away in the prison. We freed him. He's for the Republic and everything like that. But then the light side form dies to the Empire. That's when the dark side form takes over. So it's kind of like how in, uh, I guess, I don't know, for, for viewers like Naruto, there's like the, the nine-tailed beast as mm-hmm. like two forms, and one takes over. When you get rid of one, the other one's going to take dominance. It's like a split personality sort of you know disorder. When you defeat one, the other one will take dominance and become kind of the same thing. So instead of the light side form now, it's the dark side form. Takes precedence. He comes back to life as, you know, not as a Sith, as a Revan Knight, as back to like the old, okay, I'm neither Jedi nor Sith. We're going to try to wipe out both. And, you know, all that's left is my people. A weaker version of the Emperor, really, is kind of what it is. It got to the point where this, the Republic and the Empire had to band together, you know, work together to get rid of this threat without <laughs> publicly admitting it so. Holy crap. Without publicly admitting it so, you know, uh, the, the best of the best when the Republic and the Empire work together to take down Revan's evil form. They successfully do so. Revan is defeated. They realize, shit, the Emperor is still alive. Like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Or like, they don't know the Emperor is still alive. They just know there's a new threat. Because that's gotcha. how video game DLCs are, right? It's just like, oh, there's a new mm-hmm. threat. It's like Borderlands. There's a new threat coming, guys. <laughs> Shit. Destiny 2, right? All these same things. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a new threat coming. New threat coming. So, so, now this, the, so now the Empire and the Republic are kind of like buddy buddies. Right? They're just like, okay, well, we've shown to the ability to work together to, H, to achieve an ulterior goal. Uh, and it's at that moment that Vishit, who is still building his other empire, right? His Sith empire. Or his, his eternal empire, sorry. His eternal empire. Uh, it's like, alright, it's time to reveal the empire, this new empire, to everyone in the galaxy. Boom! New invasion. Wipes out both the Republic and the Empire. Puts them into <laughs> slave states of the eternal empire. In the span of like a month. Oh my god! Single-handedly destroys the Jedi Council. He wipes out the Dark Council that he himself created on top of the, you know, original Empire that he created on top of the Republic. He he wipes them out in a month. We're talking, they're still left standing after, you know, after a month. But it's just like, they're now slave states. And obviously, right, they, the, uh, the Republic and the Empire, they still hate each other. Mm-hmm. So they're still also fighting each other. It's just now, they're basically actually little... Like, they become pawns to the Eternal Empire, and they know it now. They know it's like, well, we gotta keep fighting the Empire. We also, like, <laughs> can't fight the Eternal Empire because they're watching us. So that's literally, it's gotten that bad, Gus, that that's what Bishop was doing the entire time. He's like, ah, fuck it. Let's just do that. <laughs> and of course, in the meantime, on, on, on you know, he's, he's the same thing that he did with the ritual, the 10-day ritual, to get mm-hmm. rid of, like, wipe out an entire planet of fucking life. He did that in a day on another planet. Oh, man. And he didn't need 8,000, you know, 8,000 Sith Lords to, you know, sacrifice their life. They just did it. <laughs> they just did it. That, that's how powerful he is now. Um, to the point where he, he will just, if he wants a planet and he wants to see what happens to it, he's like, all right, let me cut open the planet, you know, kind of like a, 
a mortician, right? Just let me come open this body. Let me come open this planet. See what's the inside. See what I can do. Have fun. <laughs> all it's, that's all he's doing. Um, but eventually, all good things or all powerful things must come to an end. At some point, Visha does die. And the way he dies is incredibly lame. Oh man. It's it's kinda it's kinda it's kinda weak. But so the way it works is um you as the as the character, the the player character inside this uh, universe, right? You when when the Empire initially uh Eternal Empire initially reveals itself and like wipes out everyone, right? You lead a uh a rebellion force, right? And just like, a bunch of like guerrilla warfare tactic like you know forces and everything like that to combat his uh, reign uh initially what happens is Vishit, when he becomes this new persona known as valkorian so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dish aside the Vishit name it's valkorian now okay so valkorian mm-hmm. while he's becoming the eternal empire emperor the tr- the eternal emperor is the the, the moniker because you know it's fancy uh Finds a wife. Sires three kids. Twin sons. And a daughter. And actually, while I'm talking about this, let me... I'm going to send for the uh, audience. I'm going to send Gus a trailer that kind of talks about what I am going through. Oh, yeah, here it is. So So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he decides, no, you don't now... Now I would like a wife and some kids. Mm-hmm. And and you know, as kids of the emperor, they're mm-hmm. incredibly powerful. Yeah, they're not as you know, they're not nearly as powerful as him because you know he's god level. But they're they're very powerful in their own right. They you know he obviously ruthlessly trains them to become you know his 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 servants and whatnot, and to be just lackeys, incredibly powerful lackeys, but lackeys. So he's like, all right. While we're invading everyone, I'm going to send one of you to just... I'm going to send all three of you to go and fuck shit up. In my name. They do so. Successfully do so. Um, specifically with his sons, though. One of his sons gets badly wounded. And it's referenced in the trailer, too, Gus. Like, you can... If you watch the okay. trailer, it, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. One of his sons gets incredibly injured. Uh, to the point where, you know, kind of like Darth Vader... Well, he loses an arm, so he has to get a cybernetic arm. Uh, his face gets so fucked up to the point where he needs a you know a mask to breathe, stuff like yeah. that. We're talking that bad. And in that time, his son starts to get more and more evil. Gets hate, get you know a lot more hatred towards his father and stuff like that. Gets to the point where you know Valkorian in his uh, you know sort of I don't give a fuck demeanor is like, all right, only one of you sons can be my uh, can uh, become my heir. You're twins. But only one of you can become my true heir to the Eternal Empire throne. Uh, so, battle it out. They battle it out. The unwounded son dies. Because, you know, the obviously the scarred one has to live. So that's just, you know, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Everything like that. So the scarred son lives and becomes his right-hand man. This entire time, this scarred son is kind of like the forefront antagonist for every for the for our heroes they fight him constantly they lose him constantly they fight back you know sometimes he loses yada 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 but finally uh the son known as arkin that's his name arkin b 
beats our heroes, captures them, and presents them to Vish- uh, Valkorion. Everyone now is like, holy shit, it's the fucking Emperor. <laughs> this is where, like, the whole, oh my good god, it's the Emperor. What the fuck? How the hell is are you still alive after we killed you? After you died? And Valkorion's like, eh, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I, this is my true body. <laughs> and our heroes, and our heroes are now just like, what the, f-? like, Jesus, like, you, and obviously, and, you know, the heroes from the Empire are just like, like, what the, you abandoned us. They're basically like the, if, Ish, if Valkorion was like, um, like a father, right? He's just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, father was like, right, I'm going to go buy a pack of cigarettes at the gas station. <laughs> Never comes back, starts a new family. Same thing. <laughs> so they're just like the abandoned children. Just like, what the? F- you abandoned? You left us. You mm-hmm. made a, you, you, a, this glorious empire that we were, you left us. And Valkorion's just like, eh, just, you know, I'm just, just creating, you know, more. I'm just getting more power. I don't care about you yet. Just getting more power. This was the ultimate goal. This eternal empire. The one empire to rule the entire fucking known universe that is star wars that was my goal and it is working for the past couple of uh couple of decades you know a couple you know like a century decades yada 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 so um arkin at this point though was like all right i hate my father more than i hate you know these little pawns or whatever so he let he helps them escape and then helps them kill his father so valkorian is quote unquote dead, but Gus, but have we, have, what have we been talking about this past couple, you know, this past hour? He's actually not dead, dead. He's just his physical form is just destroyed, right? I feel like I feel like Pippin when uh, Denethor tries to burn Faramir alive, and he's like, yeah. he's not he's dead, dead. He's, not dead. He's, he's not dead, he's not dead, exactly. So what happens? He, he you know, his body keels over, and his essence. Goes to look for another suitable, you know, host, mm. and it turns out to be our, uh, you know, the player character, the player character. Because think about it, the player character during this, you know, entire game, this entire lore section, has done incredible feats. Starts from okay. as a lowly whatever the hell their origin was, and then fights through all these these hundreds and thousands of battles and confrontations, you know. And it, this is where like it depends on like you know what your character initially was. It's like, if they were initially a Jedi, then they become like, you know, the grand, the grand Jedi master of the order or whatever the hell. Right. Gotcha. Like if, they're, if they're a Sith, they become the emperor's hand or emperor's wrath. We're talking doesn't matter. They have, they are on a pedestal that is high and mighty as, you know, above everyone else. They are like the second most powerful character besides, you know, Valkorian. So Valkorian's okay. like, you are the perfect host for me. <laughs> the absolute perfect coast. But he doesn't say that initially. Initially, he tries to be your buddy. He's just like, look, I'm actually not evil. He tries to convince you. He tries to lull you in a sense of secu- you know, into a sense of uh, comfort and, and willingness to let him take over your body. And that's how he's able to do that so, qu- so quickly is like, on top of the fact that he uses the force, he's an incredibly charismatic man. You have to be, right? Oh, yeah. You have absolutely have to be a charismatic man in order to so he does his you know he uses his charisma it's like look we know that like this conflict has been going on for the past couple centuries 
you let me, I I can end it all. I can just peacefully. It. You want peace? I have. I have the best way to, to 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 secure peace. The absolute best way. And that's what he is. So this entire time, he's trying to lull you into that. You know, give up your body. Just let me take over. I'll I'll take things from here. But as the player character, you're like, nah, fuck that. Right. And it, mm-hmm. obviously, ultimately, you're just like, no, 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 fuck that. So with the help of, and I'm just going to skip over the the nitty gritty details, with the help of his scarred son and his dead daughter that died because you killed her, but she came back to help you, at, and then like his wife, and like, you know, everyone else, you, you end up, and, and, and then if you actually really wanted to, you could also uh, bring back the uh, spiritual essence of Valkorion's father, Dramath, from the very beginning, what we were talking about, the very beginning, how he oh tortured him and killed him. He locked his spirit inside a Sith holocron. That's what happened. Oh. Sith holocron, yeah, Sith holocron is one of those, you know, well, you open it up and then, like, poof, something comes out and then just, like, it's like a genie lamp, right? It's like a poof mm-hmm. and you talk with it. That's what happened. So, with all these characters and everything like that, you finally, once and for all, just destroy his essence. You undo everything that he has been working on for the past 1500 years you wipe out all of his essence and everything like that and the world is safe but <laughs> what have we talked about gus what have he's i been dead he's no he's okay see, here's the thing he's actually dead at this point at least from what we know he's actually 100 percent dead Except for the fact that he's he's not stupid. He's not stupid. He's like, all right. In the in, in the unlikely scenario that I were to die, <laughs> or in the in the unlikely scenario that my original body was destroyed, because that's what they did. They 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 they, they kind of did like some the, the cliche. We got to destroy his real body. His real body is the weakness, and that'll allow us to take on his essence. That's what they did. They found his original oh. body, burnt it, and they were just like, all right, let's go now get rid of his spirit. It's kind of the idea. Okay. So in this entire time, Fish is thinking, okay, in the unlikely scenario that I were to – my original body were to be destroyed, let me carve a, an ancient Sith ritual onto my fucking body mm. and, and you know, act as, kind of like as a last resort, fail safe nuke the entire galaxy scenario the power that the ritual gives is a it, it, it releases a plague a force plague and what it does it immobilizes the the uh the unfortunate victims puts them in a coma in that time the plague is going to feed on their on their minds and whatnot right their essence of their is minds the plague tied to whoever destroys his body or is it random it's yeah, it's random. It's just okay. a plague that okay. it just releases upon the galaxy. But yeah, so he mobilizes the attackers, puts them in a coma, feeds on their minds, and connects them into one stronger entity. I wonder what that entity could be. Uh, you know, maybe this guy named Falcorin, this guy named Vicious, this guy named Tenebrae, this Emperor to get revived into something even greater because now he's got this plague that. He doesn't even need to do anything because there's no vaccine yet. There's no. This is it's got. It's basically COVID. Imagine if COVID <laughs> became a Sith dark, you know, <laughs> plague. 
And instead of killing the victim, it just you know made him become like a mindless drone, and 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 just became an, an attempt to. It does. It's not. It's not resurrect the emperor as like a one hundred one copy, right? It's just sort of like a, his 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 legacy as like okay. a, a, his future legacy. It's like his son, but it's still him, but it's not. That's the idea. So that is his final act so far that we currently know of in the current lore because the game hasn't you know updated its new dlc and we don't know what's but this is where we are currently in the story as of 8 20 2020 today like it oh. is, he released a plague and it's up to the player characters to stop the plague or you know uh have to deal with the emperor coming back <laughs> Now, I will say this. Mm. The known failsafe has been activated. So this time, this time's going to be the time they really kill him. This this is the the one, Gus. This is the one for sure. The last act. This is going to get rid of him. It's going to get rid of him. But that's basically the story of the Emperor is for 1,500 years, this guy just makes Palpatine look like a pushover because from the age of six, where I mean, I mean really ever since he came out of his mother's slip and slide, it was already evil and everything throughout, you know, the 1500 years is just him increasing in power and becoming even more evil. And that is basically, yeah, that's the story of the Sith emperor of the old Republic. Well, holy crap. Man, it's a, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, a lot of it really checks out. It's like, look, if you're that evil and you only care about yourself and your power, then I, it totally kind of, you know, it's pretty cohesive though. And as far as like, it makes sense. Like I follow that line of thinking. I'm like, yeah, this isn't like outlandish. There's a couple little things that, you know, you touched upon in the writing, but all in all, what a trip. So basically, because uh, I'm not super familiar with the games, the games, and he's he's kind of the um, he's the bad guy in all the games, basically. He's the ultimate antagonist that you do not fight until the last one. Cool. You just, you just don't fight him. But he you, everyone knows, like, that's the that's actually the main guy. Cool. And this okay. is the culmination of I don't know when Knights of the Old Republic one came out off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um if I do a quick search, I think I want to say it came out in 03. It did. Okay. So this is the work of 17 years. Wow. Is to we make just cover that in like bad. an hour. In an hour. Yeah. In a nutshell. And obviously there's like there's even more stuff that I could have gone into. Mm-hmm. But that's like a you know, it, there there's so much more shit that like we kind of talk about all the other Sith lores and and you know the other the, the, the various Jedi in the Old Republic, which, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure we could do in the future. But, you know, specifically, this is just the Emperor that a whole hour just dedicated to this man. Just boom. Sheesh. Well, I... um, I just... I keep coming back to this. The more I dig into Star Wars, the more interested I am in the bad guys than the good guys. Mm-hmm. Like, to mm-hmm. be frank, the good guys are pretty boring. This is almost going in the direction of, mm-hmm. like, a like a dark hero comic where it's like you're more interested in kind of the bad side of it all. Like, I don't know. And oh, absolutely. 
and which kind of sucks because in a lot of ways I do like the Jedi, but then the more I've learned about them, the less I like them. And the more I'm like, you know, dark side doesn't sound half bad outside of, you know, the murder and all the death. And, uh, but otherwise, <laughs> like, I feel oh, like yeah. if we try to do the same thing with the Jedi. Like it would be cool. There would be some cool stuff, but it'd be pretty vanilla in a lot of ways. I, I agree a hundred percent. That's just, that's just how the Jedi are. But, uh, definitely awesome a ton of stuff and i'm gonna for the listeners i'm gonna put in the trailer so while you were talking i actually watched silently that trailer um about his kids and um for that game some heavy stuff it was wicked just just watching it with no sound even um and i have to say the gold lightsabers are dope dope as hell yeah they're mm-hmm. so cool i forget everything else i'm normally not like a guy who's like i want gold stuff but the gold lightsaber they did it well they did it well so cool yeah. i no longer want a purple lightsaber i want a gold lightsaber uh, but oh yeah thanks for that breakdown man i mean i know that was a lot um and for all the listeners thankful. out there I'm just thankful that you actually just stuck with it because it's an hour, man, of just that. So, well, it's all new and it's interesting. And well, this is the thing about it too: is like it's not boring stuff. Like it's it's pretty darn interesting because I'm a I'm a I'm a general nerd. And believe me, if you just met me casually on the street, you would be like, "This guy's not a nerd." Like I Mm -hmm. definitely give off like jock, cool guy vibes, Um, not in a good way um, necessarily, but that's just. But I'm a huge nerd, and so Lord of the Rings is my bread and butter. Star Wars is unknown to me, and so, but I know that there was a lot of depth to it. Like, there's a lot of extra, extra cinematic depth to Lord of the Rings that you can get into. Um, that only makes it that much more interesting. But yeah, no man, no. And if the listeners, that's who I really appreciate sticking it out because that's a doozy. <laughs> that's a lot to keep up with. Like I was getting visual aids and I got to watch a trailer in the middle of it. Um, you guys are stuck here just listening, but we appreciate you and would love to know if you have any questions, comments, um, no concerns. I don't take those, uh, send them to the rambling Viking at gmail.com and would love to take those and address those in future star Wars talk episodes. But I think that wraps it up for talking about, um, Sith, the really the ultimate Sith Emperor. These, I see, he sounds to me like he's just kind of the Sith Emperor. Like, if you in general say Sith Emperor, like you're gonna think of Valkorian or Vishit, right? Maybe, oh, yeah, yeah, Valkorian, Vishit, uh, Tenebrae. I mean, the really, really, yeah, three wow. names. he's got three names. Look, man, you lived, you lived 1500 years and still technically am coming back to life. Uh, you, you yep. I, I feel like you at least get three names. You can have, you can have probably five to 10 names at that point. Uh, yeah. That's, you know what? You make a, you make a good point. The man does deserve, I mean, at that point, like probably 20. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Three names. That feels, <laughs> that's light work. That is light work. Oh but, yeah. No, I think that, I think that does it for this episode. I appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate spicy coming on to do this. Josh, we missed you. Um, but I hope you feel rested, um, even though you betrayed us in not in coordinating <laughs> this, but then not showing up. I'm kidding. But uh, definitely, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll look forward to uh, next episode of Star Wars Talk. 
which will be something exciting. We don't know what yet, but uh, as always, check out Spicy Spicy Szechuan on Twitch. You can just put twitch.tv slash Spicy Szechuan, I believe. Is it a, is there an underscore or is it one word? Uh, I think there's an, under, there's an underscore. Yeah, Underscore between the two words, and, and you can find his page. He does a lot of fun stuff, but uh, that's where we'll leave it. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.